0: Hogan, Rod Babers, Austin's all-sports leader, the Horn. I woke up
1: to
0: the morning sky first. Oh, yes, sir, and yes, ma'am, you had better. Well, get them up. Get them going. It's time to rise and grind as we launch our five-hour sports conversation on this Monday, the 14th of August. 19 days to the start of the college football season for the Texas Longhorns. will recap their first of two scrimmages held on Saturday over the weekend. Uh, certainly talk about it this morning. It's also the first day of school for plenty across central Texas here in the ATX. I believe uh, AISD, Maynard, and Fredericksburg going back to school today. And then uh, another slew of schools are back to school tomorrow. Most of the entire area will be back to school at some point this week, today, tomorrow, or Wednesday, so we'll launch that. That also will include a little more traffic on the highways and byways and obviously school zones. Uh, Please be advised as the AISD does go back to school today and more to follow, so uh, be careful, slow it down out there and get ready to roll as we get this thing going. Five hours of sports conversation begins right now. That's right, it's Austin's only local morning sports conversation here in the ATX, throughout Central Texas, all over the state and all over the country, on that Horn app and at hornfm.com. It's also there for you as well on 101.9 FM and am 1260 he is the lifetime longhorn and 16 years of fixture on your radio dial here in the atx out of dbu and db high he's number 21 in your texas football program but number one in your heart back with us on a monday shutting down the r1 side of the field it's our man rod babers
1: what's up rod i appreciate the intro brother um how was your weekend it was great it was great, great Got to go down
0: to houston and see the astros play on saturday go night shoes! yeah it was a great time full house it was Hall of Fame induction night for the Astros. So my favorite player growing up was uh, Bill Doran, <laughs> Astros second baseman. He was their opening day second baseman from, from all of my childhood, from when I was 11 yeah. years old when I was 18, uh, right through the 80s there. Did the they night. have a bobblehead for him? They didn't. No bobblehead?
1: Come on. You the no bobblehead. Bobble
0: no bobblehead. I did t- take some great pictures and got to see the Hall of Fame induction on Saturday evening. Nice. Yeah, but Bill Doran was the uh, the fixture at second base all through my – from when I was 11 to when I was 18. He was the Astros starting second baseman from uh, – 83 through 90, and what a heck of a ball player! He's from Cincinnati, Ohio, Rod. But so we kind of played the game like Pete Rose did—just a tough, oh. hard nose.
1: So you guys are how gritty guys. Is that, players? Is that
0: what it was? That connection? I think there probably was something to that. But <laughs> at the same time, he just—he played the game hard. Played the game. He was a great defensive second baseman, a clutch hitter. always thought he was underrated around the league. But uh, either way, it was a good night. The Astros won it to 11 to. 11-2 to two, or whatever the final score Beautiful. was. Yeah, Kyle Tucker hit another home run. out Altuve had a big night. So it was a fun. Had a great time down and back. Watched a bunch of football, including, uh, you know, because we had 16 or 14 NFL preseason games mm-hmm. over the weekend. Hard to glean too much, but we'll make what we can of it on an overreaction Monday. Also, as we mentioned, the Longhorns had a scrimmage on Saturday that was closed to the public, but we'll try to sift oh. through the insider reports, which oh, I know yeah. you will do, Rod, behind the burnt orange curtain. Got some stuff.
1: How was your weekend? Uh, it was a great weekend. Um, a little busy, but you know that happens. Got to get some some adulting done. Had to get That's some adulting all. done. Yeah, well, and
0: hopefully, if your uh, kids are going back to school today, or you're you're a school teacher out there or an educator, whatever you're doing. Uh, best of luck today, as we said I mentioned. A- Austin ISD is back to school today. Um, my wife's with in Dripping Springs ISD. They go back tomorrow. Teachers are back, but the kids come back tomorrow out in Dripping Springs. But mm. uh, that day, Rod, you remember first days
1: of school. Oh, time. oh, yeah, man. I remember. See, these days, is it still about uh, like what you wear on the first day of school? Is that still a thing people care about? Oh, or yeah,
0: man. You got to have the new new dreams. Is new, that a thing? New
1: right. threads. That was, to me, it was like your first fit on the first day of school. I mean, that's what it's all about. Had to be clean, as the kids got, would say. Oh, man. You got to show up on that first day. After that, I, I guess after that, it doesn't matter. It's so weird. After that, people just really don't care. I just want the kids to still care about it. If no. the first day is still the fashion show, and then after that, you just let it. Just let let everything kind of go after that. Yeah.
0: yeah well, <laughs> that's Thursday's uh, counts because you know when you're out school shopping, at least you were like me when you were a kid. You had uh, you had a budget. You couldn't go out and buy new. Oh, outfits. Oh, what?
1: Yeah, I well, had, had to. You had I was to... putting stuff on layaway. Well, I remember that. Plus, Monster. I was
0: the second of four, so I usually <laughs> got to hand me downs too. So I got. I got my brother's old stuff, but I get a oh, outfit or two. So you always got to have that clean one to start with. Yeah,
1: <laughs> what a start. And then, like, day
0: two, doesn't matter.
1: it. Don't stress yourself out about uh,
0: it. All right, it's a Monday. We got five <laughs> hours of uh, convo to have. Our man uh, Ty Henderson is through the glass. He's back as well. Ty, did you do any adulting this weekend, or mostly lake activities? <laughs> Lake activities. My little sister was in town, so had, oh. she's from Dallas. So I had to show her, show her around the ATX, So we're about. Yeah, you down told here. me that when you were leaving on Friday. Nice. She's twenty one ish. Just turned twenty one. Like oh, a week ago. did you uh, behave yourself? Yeah, no, I took her to mostly some, uh, some of the college bars I used to go to. Uh, took her to the Deep Eddy or oh, the Cabaret. Have to do that. Uh, she didn't enjoy it as much as I do. But <laughs> that's your, that's her. <laughs> okay. Your cup of tea, not hers. Yes. Okay, I get that. I get that. All right. Well, we'll hear some more stories from Ty. Is Did she enjoy Austin, though? Was it a little little hot? Yeah, she was not prepared. I guess it's a lot hotter down here than it is in Dallas in the summer. Really? Is
1: that the case? Never really noticed. I think it's just the humidity... Uh her allergies were really bad. Yeah, that that doesn't yeah. Other that's than that, right. I think she had a great time. Yeah, it well, didn't help.
0: And yeah, even being down in Houston, right in downtown, it's still that's a different level of humidity in Houston, Rod. You know that. Uh, being man, from H-town. Two
1: shower city, man. It's I'm hot. I did. I did. I had to take a shower
0: before oh, yeah. before the after the game 'cause we had walked about six blocks from our hotel down to the ballgame nice. at Minute Maid Park.
1: That's the way it works in H Town. Yeah, man. Back to <laughs> shower
0: before I get up, shower again when I wake up. Uh but yeah, man, hopefully everybody being careful out there. I saw several uh, incidents on the lake over the weekend. Lake El, Lake uh Lake Austin had a you know, boat, injury, boat boat crash and a fatality there. Oh, wow. Ski boat or a, you know jet ski in a, in a boat. So, not on Lake Travis. So, everybody trying to get out and enjoy the water. But be careful out there. First day of school. Let's get this thing cranked up. Start with the headlines. We've got a lot to do this hour. We'll get into the preseason games, including the Cowboys. Hitting the field for the first time up at AT&T Stadium. Also, we had... Uh, Uh, We'll have the Longhorn conversations. We'll get into the uh, behind the burnt orange curtain and what went on at that scrimmage on Saturday morning. Let's get you caught up starting with the news of the morning. UBO Business Services brings it to you. Yeah, Texas football now 19 days to the start of the 2023 season with the Rice Owls in town. Longhorns held their first of two training camp scrimmages on Saturday morning. Full squad scrimmage was closed to the media and public, but multiple insider reports indicate the Texas defense may have had a better day than the offense overall, but freshman quarterback Arch Manning had a solid day, included a long touchdown run. Also, according to Eyewitness Reports, the fellow freshman Malik Muhammad, the cornerback, returned to pick six for a score. Running back Keelan Robinson broke off a long run on a short fourth and short play, took that to the house. Texas will be on the practice field again this afternoon, after which head coach Steve Sarkeesian is scheduled to meet the media. Um, almost 5 o'clock today. He'll have his thoughts on this today's workout and, of course, what went on on Saturday. In the NFL over the weekend, Dallas Cowboys open their three-game preseason. Lost at home to Jacksonville 28-23. Tough to make much of the game considering the Cowboys didn't play quarterback Dak Prescott or any of their projected starters on offense. Former K-State star and Round Rock Cedar Ridge running back Deuce Vaughn certainly made a strong first impression. Team's sixth-round pick posted a couple of highlight reel war- runs and rushed for 50 yards to lead the team and scored a go-ahead touchdown late in the third quarter. Former Lawhorn linebacker DeMarvion Overshone also showed up quite a bit Saturday. Cowboys' third-round pick was on uh, in on six tackles, put a big third-down stop in the first quarter that forced the Jaguars punt. Cowboys... Uh, and Jaguar preseason game one a 14 over the weekend. We'll discuss the highlights throughout the morning here on E and Rod B. Major League Baseball, Rangers entered the weekend with a two-and-a-half game lead over the second place. Astros in the L. West, they come out of it with a uh, that same lead. Two-and-a-half games. Both teams took two out of three over the weekend. Both teams were going for sweeps yesterday, but lost. Rangers lost a tough one. They played at a run in the 10th in San Francisco to take a 2-to-1 lead. Then in the bottom of the frame, Giants catcher Patrick Bailey drilled a two-run homer off of Texas closer Will Smith to win it as a walk-off. Down in Houston, meanwhile, after scoring 22 runs in their wins on Friday and Saturday. Astros' bats went cold yesterday. Shohei Otani belted his 41st home run of the season to lead the Angels to a 2-1 win. Astros will open a four-game series in Miami tonight. Rangers now host the Angels, and they will not have to face Shohei Otani as the pitcher. L.A. announced yesterday that the superstar will skip his scheduled pitching start on Wednesday to rest his arm. He will be in the lineup, though, as a D.H starting tonight in Arlington. Dell Diamond last night. Round Rock Express continued to pound the baseball. Express finished off a six-game sweep of Elp- of uh, Albuquerque with a 9-6 win. He train scored a whopping 56 runs in the six games. They're going to open a series in Sugar Land tonight. In golf, veteran Lucas Glover won for the second time in as many weeks. 43-year-old followed up his win at the Wyndham Championship last week by topping Patrick Cantlay in a playoff yesterday. He wins the FedEx St. Jude Championship in Memphis. St. Jude was the first leg of the FedEx Cup playoffs, top 50 from this weekend, we'll advance to the BMW Championship outside Chicago, teeing off Thursday.
1: This segment brought to you by UBO Business Services. Great people, great service, endless possibilities. That's UBO Business Services. Visit them at ubeo.com. <laughs> Shout out to the uh, texters that go Rangers. Yeah, I can't say that, but thank you. you're right. <laughs> yeah, Ty, Ty needs but to the, jump in with the Yeah, Yeah, exactly. It needs to be I don't know what the Rangers. There sure it well, is. What is it? I don't know. I mean, Wait, I mean, do the Rangers. Rangers have one? Do they have it? Ghost Trolls is a thing. I was actually out yesterday and the guy subbed my hat and he was like, Ghost Yeah, baby. <laughs> but so what it. is it? Do the Rangers have like a I don't know. Something like a cry something like a I don't know. battle cry or whatever? Not that I've heard. Oh, okay. Go not this. I can make one up. I think it's
0: go I think it's go go jurors. Go jerse. Go Jer- <laughs>
1: No, I don't like do throws. that. That'd be like, that's like o- that's like Oklahoma taking the, you know, the horns, uh, horns up symbol and then the horns down and then making that their, like, hand sign. It's like, you can't, well, you're just taking. Go Jers. The long, yeah, <laughs> you just taking your rival's thing and then flipping it and that's now your thing. You well, know that I mean?
0: was a gut punch loss for the Jers yesterday. They looked like they were going to sweep the Giants and uh, Bruce Bochy. Of course, uh, was the manager in San Francisco for so long? Won World Series there. His first trip back in and won the series. His team uh, playing well. Astros did their part. And somebody said I was there Saturday night too. Um, the Otani double off the wall was loud. I was just sitting in left field. Yeah, Shohei Otani. Astros dominated the game, but Shohei Otani hit a rocket. Um, I mean, mm-hmm. gosh, it probably didn't get 25 feet off the off the ground and hit the right center field wall. And man, it looked like he put a hole in the wall. He hit it so hard, but uh, Astros <laughs> took care of business there. But then, uh, uh, you know, and, and Angels got him yesterday, two to yeah. one. So good baseball this weekend. Yeah, it's just a you know the Astros are just down in Houston for sure. It is a frenzy. I mean, it's fans of all ages. It's it's kids. It's it's ladies. It's men. I mean, everybody loves the Astros down in Houston. They've won a couple oh yeah World Series. I mean,
1: cause, no, I think it's <laughs> I think it's juxtaposed to the other teams, professional teams there, and the, the oh. you know the of a franchise that the Texans have been, and the you know the kind of you know and the Rockets actually they haven't been great either lately. Not right? even relevant. Like exactly. Knows they play. So I think it's because you're comparing the Astros, who are winning championships, and they are competing at the highest of the level, highest of levels at their professional sport, and the other teams, the Texans, unfortunately, and the Rockets, they are, man, they are at the gutter. They are pretty in the, you know, both of those teams have been tanking for years, and now are just starting to hopefully get on the the upside. Yeah. Of the, the post tank era, yeah, it
0: feels like both Houston, you know, they, basketball and baseball, or, or basketball and football, are starting to at least have some, something to be interested in, like they, the young yeah. quarterback in Houston with CJ Stroud and a new coach. At least there's something that, that brings your attention to it. The Rockets new got a coach, new coach. Exactly. coach, Some young players, <laughs> but yes, the Astros have been the staple. And I was telling folks there, and you know, I grew up as an Astro fan, and a lot of people who listen to the show that our Astro fans are kind of my age. I, always, I keep telling these, these young kids, I'm like, you have no idea. It was miserable to be an Astros fan growing up. You guys have had all wins. What are we doing? You guys are in the yeah. World Series every year.
1: I remember uh, that. You
0: know, you you got all these clutch clutch performers. Uh, you know, six straight trips to the ALCS. You guys have it easy. You don't even really really understand how tough it can be to be a fan. But uh, oh boy, they're riding the way for sure. And the Rangers, the the jurors feel like they're back. They're back in this conversation <laughs> with Houston, and it's going to be a race to the finish line in the AL West. a two and a half game lead right now separating the two. But I'll say this for the Astros. And it's kinda of like the Rangers have had the best offense in baseball all year and they've even battled through some injuries and they're still hitting the baseball like crazy. Corey Seager's having an MVP caliber year. But that Astros lineup is now healthy and it's really deep. I mean when you're going starting with Altuve, who's starting to heat up, um you know then it's then it's uh, Bregman in the two hole, then it's Jordan Alvarez, then it's Tucker um, you know, Yiner Diaz is is off to a guy. Mm-hmm. You, know, you know, you know this stat, Rob. The Astros. You know, people talk about the top end talent. Nine years, last nine years, seven of those years they've had a player either win the Rookie of the Year or finish in the top four in American League Rookie of the Year. They continue That's to develop impressive. young players. Yeah, uh, and they have two more this year. JP France, who pitched on Saturday night, is going to be in the mix for the AL Rookie of the Year. And then uh, Yiner Diaz, their catcher, who's got 15 home runs this year and has produced a lot of runs in the middle of that order for, for Dusty Baker. Um, he also is technically a rookie, so he'll be in that mix too, and he's come along at the catcher position. So they just keep bringing these – because the Astros really don't get involved in free agent deals in the offseason, right? They don't get in the big ticket. Yeah, they not want to be the highest bidder. They try to re-up you know. their, their guys ahead of free agency, like they've done with Altuve Bregman and Alvarez, yeah. and they're going to try to do with Kyle Tucker – and then they, you know, they'll let the George Springers leave, the Garrett Coles and the Carlos Correas. They're not going to get into the bidding war.
1: They're the homegrown model. And, and
0: then they grow players. Yeah. So they bring players through and – uh, that's been the model, and I think the Rangers are on a good track to start kind Rangers of Rangers are kind of the that. opposite,
1: though. They brought in some <laughs> they yeah, money. The Rangers they spent money, have gotten for that. All, Well, and it's worked.
0: Yeah. I mean, a lot of times in baseball, yeah, that there, doesn't There's different
1: work. ways to skin a catfish.
0: There is. There, uh, yeah. That's right. That was the original yeah. phrase, right? Yeah, yeah.
1: Let's yeah. be humane about talking about cats. Don't yeah. teach your kids to be skinning cats. Uh, oh, yeah. Because
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you might skin be catfish. Killer.
1: Yeah, they take it literally. <laughs> we don't want to do that. <laughs> might yeah. have
0: real problems with skinning cats. <laughs> but catfish, you kind of got to do that. Hey,
1: that's how it's tasty. Yeah, but the
0: Rangers have you know, gotten into the free agent. Market and it's paid dividends. Corey Seager may be the MVP oh. of the American League if it's not for Shohei Ohtani this year, and uh, Marcus Simeon's been great. Mm-hmm. Um, the trades they've made, the moves, and they they've got made. a nice
1: form system too. I mean, that's <laughs> well, that's right. <laughs> they that's, that's that's why they it's sustainable what they're doing too. And if they can develop that talent,
0: and these two are built to be good for for quite a bit here, no now, doubt. which is fun for baseball uh, in the Lone drivers. Star State. Uh, no doubt about it. Speaking
1: of the uh, Lone Star State, can I can we talk about the Cowboys real quick? Please quickly? do hit it. Let's get um, into some NFL from the weekend. My my favorite part of Demarvio and Overshone's performance, even though on the field it was impressive, him leading like the the pre after the, the the team huddled after the pregame warmups. That's a that's a strong statement from a guy. Trust me, who's been in an NFL locker room and been a rookie on an NFL team. To see DeMarvio Overshield kind of lead the team huddle after warmups, that's I, guess, I, I that's a lot of respect given to is. a rookie. Yeah, usually you know rookies don't have that type of clout just yet. Shows you that the Cowboys are serious about him and that he's earned some respect already in the locker room. I was I was shocked by that actually, I'm yeah. flabbergasted honestly. But uh, I'm happy for him. Just shows you that they really like at Overshield.
0: Yeah. Really well, Main impression, you know their draft. I mean, obviously they're hoping for a lot from Mozzie Smith, their first round pick out of Michigan. He hasn't he's had a solid camp, according to all. But you know he's an interior defensive tackle. I mean, you're not going to make a lot of flash plays. He's there to hold up the line and bring that that run support. Mm-hmm. And then Luke Shoemaker, the uh, the young tight end who they took in the second round, he was injured to start camp, so he's just kind of getting his feet wet. But man, Demarvion Overshown, their third round pick, Deuce man. Vaughn, the sixth round pick,
1: I do showed out. They're too. showing
0: out. Now let's yeah. hear from Demarvion because after the game. You want to talk about a guy out of ARP, Texas, tiny little school, and then, of course, came to the University of Texas. And, you know, by, his, by the end of his career here, was, was was a big time playmaker for the Longhorns.
1: Originally a safety.
0: Originally a safety. Now <laughs> he's playing linebacker in Dan Quinn's defense. You want to talk about a guy who's just happy to be a Dallas Cowboy, to, like, be putting on that Cowboy star, a kid mm-hmm. from Texas, uh, you know, playing for the Dallas Cowboys. Let's hear DeMarvion on Overshone after his first action in the preseason on Saturday
1: i did definitely you know putting the jersey on you know i put it on for OTAs, but it was for pictures but you know putting it on and putting my armbands bands on and my sleeve and realizing that i'm going to do this for the dallas cowboys you know a lot of people dream about that a lot of people say man i want to do that and uh i'm, I'm part of that one percent that that got the chance to do that so I, I definitely before the game took five deep breaths and just just soaked it in and like i say i, I wouldn't want to be nowhere else I'm, I'm glad to be here and you know, like I said, I'm looking forward to the rest of the year.
0: Happy to be here, man. They're living and,
1: out a dream. And I heard, um, and I might have to send a sound, there was such so a story. I, I, we have to ask, or we have to ask, someone will have to ask, Demarvin Overshawn about it, that apparently the Cowboys, he wanted zero as a number. Agent because he's zero. Agent zero, right? That's his nickname. He loves Agent zero. And the Cowboys told him he has to earn it, that if he earns it, if he earns zero, then they'll give it to him. But he, they're not just going to give him zero and then he's He's got to earn it. 35 until. And apparently, like, he's on a mission to earn zero, and I don't know what the timetable is on it, Uh, but we'll get that sound, but that's the story going around. Dallas said Agent Zero's got to earn that number, and that's when the Cowboys will, will... like crown him <laughs> as Agent Zero. Now at the NFL level, you could be Agent Zero too. I love it. Oh yeah. No, I he's. He, I think he's happy too. Not only because yeah, it is a dream of any kid playing football in Texas to be a Dallas Cowboy. Whether yeah. they like it or not. No, t- no kids gonna tell you I want to. I grew up wanting to be a Texan. No. No, not gonna say that. <laughs> no, that ain't happening. That ain't no. happening. That ain't happening. Um, but also, I think he just knows he's in a perfect place um, while Dan Quinn is still there. That a coach that looks at his skill set and doesn't see his skills, doesn't see the shortcomings in his skill set as a weakness or something that must be coached out. He looks at those, uh, that really unique skill set, a guy who's a hybrid like DeMarvin Oversham, he looks at it as a strength because his defense is full of hybrids and he loves hybridized players and positionless football. So I think that's part of the reason he's so giddy is because he knows. There, there isn't a better place for him to be in the NFL right now yeah. than playing for Dan Quinn's defense. And Dan Quinn probably goes up to him all the time and is like, brother, i got a plan for you. <laughs> i got a plan. i got a vision. Yeah. Yeah. I know exactly how I'm going to use you. Don't you worry. i got, I got a plan and a vision for you. Just keep doing what you're doing. And you played to out of Michael Parsons, Uh, you know, saying complimentary things about him. Mike McCarthy has talked about how he's already got a professional mindset. He really is off to and a hell of a you start. You said
0: he led the team out of the chant right out of that's the. Uh, I mean that that's, that's a rookie. That's crazy. That
1: is crazy. I'm telling you right now, that's crazy. Yeah. I was a guy that was drafted, you know, round that he was a third round pick. I was a fourth round pick. Come to already be leading the huddle like that after the warm ups, and I know it's you know it's guys who are you know Jags and jabronis, not the, the fir- not the not the big contract guys. All right, not the first yes, round yes. picks, but still, that's a lot of respect for him.
0: Yeah, well, he's leading the, the younger guys, I guess is what you would say. He's like, I'm a leader.
1: Yeah, because the Cowboys didn't
0: play any of their starters on offense, very few on defense. Yeah. But, so you got to see some of these guys who are trying to make this team. Uh, You know, guy like DeMarvin Overson, he's going to make it. Let's hear from – uh, uh, I wanted to play it. this for you, too, while we're talking Demo and Agent Zero, who may earn that number zero before too long. Uh, how about, uh, let's hear a little bit from Brandon Belt and uh, Brian Broaddus, the Cowboys insiders, hmm. their thoughts. And, you know, what you saw on Saturday is nothing new. They've been seeing this out in Oxnard for three weeks now. Uh, first time the fans have gotten a chance to see DeMarvion Overshone had a big third down stop, was in on six tackles. Mm. Here's uh, Broaddus and uh, Brandon Belt talking about what they're seeing from uh, from number 35. I thought of him as an early day three guy, but this is why the scouting staff gets paid the way they do is because they identify these guys are really talented and DeMarvin Overshone is somebody who has checked every box uh, during this process in terms of you know the OTA mini camp the practices into the padded practices now into this game where he stands up tank bigsby in the hole that's a big running back who who makes his money Uh, you know, being a really physical runner. But DeMarvian Overshone, a guy who it's showing up on the practice field, it's showing up in the locker room, it's showing up on the sidelines as a leader. Just everything you're hearing about him right now, he seems to be everything the Cowboys wanted when they picked him at number 90. Yeah, I think you got him absolutely right, Bobby. I mean, I, I know that it's funny when you go through these, when you watch your university play these games, you kind of feel like you have an idea of where these guys are. Uh, you know, I, myself with you know, with Clark and with Cox, you with Overshown. The one thing with this with Overshown that I was super impressed was his ability to fit. You mentioned when he was able to take on Tank Bigsby in the hole right there. He didn't overrun the play. He was square to the line. He saw the opportunity. He knew it was a short yardage defense. He didn't give any ground. He was able to step up, make a physical play, and more importantly, make a, a physical finish. In order to to get them off the field. All right, Brian brought us Brandon Belt right there, some Cowboys insiders, and um, you know, wasn't just demo though, because Deuce Vaughn, Deuce was loose. I, nobody Forget the heights, right? Nobody
1: who, nobody who watches Big Twelve football is surprised by what Deuce Vaughn did no. <laughs> to that Jaguars defense because he's been doing that breaking to breaking ankles, elite defensive, elite elite defenders in the Big Twelve all really all his career. And some people said here in Central Texas when you watched him in high school, he was doing the same Cedar thing. Ridge. So it don't yeah. The size does not matter. It really. I remember, like I said, Quinn Griffin. I think is his name from uh, Oklahoma, and he was the same way. You really cannot see these guys. Until it's a little too late. And if you're a step behind, if you're a step late with these players, and you're playing catch up with the type of quickness and shiftiness that these players have, and it's not only that, they, there's power involved. You see them small, they're not like small like Cavante Turpin, where he's light and small. No, no, there's power with them thighs, <laughs> right? These guys get the squat. Balance. Yeah, in the balance. So, yeah, the arm tackle's not gonna work, and you're supposed to get your pads lower than his. But lower you can't pad do. level. Wait, did you get that, dude? It is impossible. So, it trust me. When they're in the open field, you just want to make sure you keep them bottled up. Because when they get in the open field, oh man, it's they they cause all types of problems.
0: Yeah, trying to take them down. And you saw it. Yeah, you did see it. And he had fifty yards. He had a long run and. You know, guys trying – you just heard Bri- uh, Brian Broaddus talking about fitting in the hole. Yeah. There were safeties coming up for Jacksonville fitting in the hole and grabbing air because Deuce did a spin move or, you know, hit the X button or whatever he did, did that little juke. Mm. Uh, so even if you can see him, it's still hard to get him on the ground. And then you're right. Yeah, you know, it's funny because, you know, we will pick up our Ian Rodby Horn top 20 countdown today at number, number uh, 15 as we hit the top 15, 15 today. But we had Oklahoma at number 16 on Friday, and we talked to our buddy Tyler McComas, and we were talking about Quentin Griffin, Oh yeah, who he reminded us scored nine touchdowns against the Longhorns in yeah, his career. Exactly.
1: <laughs> nine. He scored more touchdowns against Texas, and I think Texas scored in that time span well, in the rivalry. Yes, yeah. nine to seven.
0: Yeah. Nine to seven, he
1: told us. So, he was like, oh, great, thanks. Yeah, no, and I, so as, a de- as a defender going against him, I remember how tough it was to find him. And by the way, I remember Darren Sproles, too. I remember Darren Sproles. All roles. I remember all these guys and and when you get to though when these guys their skill set is so refined and so lethal that the size, how diminutive they are, it really doesn't matter as much. Not not every little guy can do what they do, but to make it to the highest levels and still be able to put guys in a spin cycle like that, professionals, it just tells you, yeah, he's going to be able to do that he, at the NFL level, the same way he did it at the college level. Not with the frequency Give him some time, but yeah, the cow—if they use him effectively, yeah, well, this ball will be that kind of weapon one of those for the things, Cowboys. You know,
0: being down at the Astros game on Saturday, with Jose Altuve? Just forget
1: the height, right? He's short. forget it. Yeah, at this he point, he can hit. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> he can play. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> talks about it anymore. It's he, not even It's, it's, yeah. it's exactly. amazing
0: when you see him stand next to somebody tall, just how short he is. But at the same time, he's a football player. He, he's a, he can ball, and you know, the Jacksonville defense now got to see that up close, and he'll be a factor for the Cowboys this year. Obviously, Tony Pollard's going to be the lead running back, and. Uh, they got uh, Malik Davis, the the second year man out of Florida, but this guy is going to be pushing for for playing time. He's, you have to have a package for Deuce Vaughn because uh, he's just going to create plays do. in the open opposition. You're right about him hiding behind tall linemen in front of him, whether it's on a screen pass or
1: draw plays. He's patient. Yeah, he's got he's the patience to weight. it, and then by the time you see him, he's gone. Oh yeah, you already you, your angle is off. You just <laughs> wrong. Your body position is wrong. Oh man, he is. Yeah, he he's fun to watch, but he's a nightmare to, to try to tackle. I I feel for those guys cuz I've been there. I I remember being that guy. Well, That's
0: the other thing you were thinking he'd be he'd be a, be at risk to taking a big hit cuz he isn't very big. But man, it's the did, opposite. It's the opposite. Players yeah, are tentative. You know. They want to come up and make sure they're breaking down properly <laughs> cuz they don't want to get yeah, their the ankles white, broken. You guys coming
1: in there and trying to lay a haymaker on Deuce Vaughn? No, you bet not. because he's going to make you look bad. You're going to be on that sports center highlight reel. Oh. You, know you I mean? got posterized. Yeah, exactly. No, man, you, you break, you're right. You're breaking down. You're trying to bring your feet with you. You're being very careful about your angle when you're going up against Deuce Vaughn. All
0: right, we'll get into the other NFL of the weekend. 14 games between Friday night and yesterday afternoon, including the Cowboys, including Roshan Johnson looking good in a Bears uniform. Bears offense was cranking. We'll talk about whatever we can glean from, you know, preseason game number one over the weekend. Also, the Longhorns had their first of two spring uh, training camp scrimmages. We'll get the insider reports and go behind the burnt orange curtain on that. As we mentioned, we'll be at number 15 in our Horn Top 20 countdown. We'll get some Ian Rodby facts of the day as we are up and at them on this first day of school for the AISD, Maynard, and Fredericksburg, the schools that are going back today. Keep that in mind as you are up and out this morning. It is time to rise and grind. Uh, we are just getting warmed up, too. Five hours, five days a week here on one hundred 1019, uh, AM 1260, of course, on the Horn app and at hornfm.com. Monday on The Horn, Ian B, with you every morning. Make sure you lock in that Horn app wherever you are. Also on hornfm.com on our Twitch channel. You can watch the proceedings on uh, on television there, on the TV, whatever you're doing. Uh, mm-hmm. And certainly on 1019 and AM 1260, recapping the weekend as we do. And uh, every rookie quarterback has now officially made their NFL preseason debut CJ Stroud down in Houston, Bryce Young in Carolina, Anthony Richardson, Will Levis. We'll go running through some of the stats. It's really tough to uh, to glean much, but at the same time, we got to see all the rookies and some second-year quarter young other young quarterbacks like uh, Justin Fields had himself yeah, today for the Bears. Like that, man,
1: he looked good. He did.
0: Also, got baseball into its stretch drive. We've got golf with the uh, FedEx Cup. One leg of three is in the books. We'll get you some thoughts on that coming up, and uh, certainly plenty of football. From the NFL level, talking Deuce Vaughn and Marvion Overshone and what they did for the Cowboys on Saturday <laughs> night. By the way, in that game, Rod, um, Trevor Lawrence, Trevor Lawrence, looking the part. He made some plays for Jacksonville. Yeah. He did start and play. Um, they are the heavy favorite, in my opinion, in that division, they the AFC South, yep. after making the playoffs last year and uh, becoming back in that amazing comeback to beat the Chargers in a playoff game. Trevor Lawrence. Um, can he take that next step becomes a really big question in year two with Doug Peterson there. Of course, it's his third year, but his second year with a real, real, real head coach. We'll we'll just forget about the one year with Urban Meyer that he had. Uh, yeah. But uh, Jacksonville's talented. Jacksonville's a good football team and uh, one of those teams to watch in the AFC.
1: I think Doug Peterson's a hell of a coach. I do. I, I think that's that's a, that was a huge upgrade for them. And he's a quarterback guy, so I think he's going to be able to bring out the best in Trevor Lawrence. Their wide receiving course, also add adding Calvin Ridley, who they didn't have last season. I mean that team they got some weapons, and that defense was really good. The, yeah, it was one of the more opportunistic defenses last season. They made a lot of plays, had a lot of takeaways. So I'm with you. I think they're the easy pick to win that division. Well,
0: cause yeah, I mean they are in far and away the easiest division in the conference, right? Yep. I mean, Houston, no Jack, Houston, uh, Tennessee, mm-hmm. whatever they're going to be this year, and then. You know, the Indianapolis Colts. I mean, every other division in the Mm -hmm. AFC is loaded. I mean, you go one to four with teams Mm -hmm. that think they're going to be in the playoffs this year. And a lot of them think they can go to the Super Bowl. Uh, that is that's an advantage Jacksonville without a doubt and we'll we'll talk NFL looks like uh, Jonathan Taylor will be back in Colts camp speaking of the Colts this week so we'll talk plenty of that also ugly story brewing in Major League Baseball uh, involving one of its young stars Wander Franco in Tampa we'll get you details on that coming up too Rod that one is one that uh, uh, keep an eye there because Wander Franco at 22 years old one of the best young players in all of Major League Baseball he is in uh, looks like a like trouble we'll get you details on that but right now it's texas football time because we're 19 days to the opener long ones had a scrimmage on saturday uh the first of two training camp full scrimmages saturday morning let's get some details behind the boc and they were all asking themselves the same question what is behind that curtain
1: all right, what's a bigger storyline for you coming out of the um, first spring practice? By the way, Sark has already said first spring practice is really just a show-me-what-you-got spring a scrimmage, I should say. The first spring scrimmage is a first kind of um, show-me-what-you-got. I don't know why I keep saying spring. Scrimmage, training camp scrimmage. Um, and he said the second scrimmage, that'll be the scrimmage, it's more of a depth chart scrimmage. And this first scrimmage, there are several storylines that the insiders are pointing to, because it was a closed scrimmage. Only the family, I think the families of all the players actually were invited to the scrimmage. And, uh, of course, we're based on some insider reports, so shout-out to Horn247. Um, got some of these reports from there. Uh, shout-out to our friends over at Inside Texas doing a good job. Got some reports from those guys, too, and Orange Bloods got a cup. So kind of gathered up in piecemeal different reports, because we got a lot of sites doing a really good job. Uh, so, Arch Manning. And his wow plays, apparently, because Arch Manning looked really, really good. So uh, is that a bigger storyline or the Alfred Collins awakening? Apparently, Alfred Collins actually had a great scrimmage, too. Um, the different first-team O-line, a change-up in the first-team O-line, A.D. Mitchell hype. Because it continues every time there's a practice report or a now a scrimmage report. A.D. Mitchell hype is (laughs) pretty much a given every now, every time we hear anything. Uh, The running back room rounding in the form. Um, Anthony Hill, the prodigy looking like a prodigy or the defense forcing. Turnovers and getting takeaways for you for storylines. What will be the bigger for just for you? Because I think everybody's got something that yeah. they're I emphasizing mean, and focus on. Out of all those that I mentioned, and there are others we'll get to. uh Which one of those to you is the most intriguing? For me, that's easy. It's
0: Alfred Collins. I mean, I, okay, because you know Ad Mitchell, as you mentioned, is the headline of every practice report you see. I mean, that, <laughs> <let's> just, <laughs> I think that's we, consistent. I think we can start to d- just say that. You know, cause as we were talking about the Cowboys, right? What we saw from DeMarvion on Overshone and Deuce Vaughn on Saturday, that's been the report in all uh, all three weeks out in Oxnard. Yeah. Like a whole camp. Uh, Demo and Deuce Vaughn are showing up. Uh, they're just making plays. That's been the A.D. Mitchell report since the Longhorns started practicing that A.D. Mitchell is one of the best players on the field every day. Since the spring. Yeah, since the spring. <laughs> I mean, we saw him in the spring game. Yeah. So let's just, I mean, you can start to say, okay, who are your best players? Kelvin Banks at left tackles is one of your best players. You can believe in him if he stays healthy. A.D. Mitchell is one of your best players at wide receiver. Uh, Byron Murphy on the defensive tackle. He's the guy that just shows up. Jalen Ford's a really good player at linebacker. Now, you know you got some knowns, right? you got known known commodities, and I think A.D. Mitchell has joined that known commodity conversation. Um, and I also know that Arch Manning is going to be a backup quarterback. He may end up, maybe he beats out Malik Murphy to be the backup if he continues to perform like he did on Saturday because all accounts were that mm-hmm. he was more decisive and, more immediate with his reads and distributing the ball than Malik Murphy was, but Quinn Ewers had a fine day. Um, you know Quinn Ewers is going to be the starting quarterback for Texas in 19 days, and he's going to be your starter. So to me, the Alfred Collins story is huge because I think what can separate Texas from being a really you talked about it last week, Rod, behind the Burn orange curtain. Yeah. You know how do you go from being a, a really good, solid defense that finishes in the top 30 and scoring defense in the country to being a elite top 10 or 15 type of defense, an yeah. elite defense? Alfred Collins. I mean, Alfred Collins becomes that kind of guy who can change games from the line of scrimmage. Because uh, you know Byron Murphy's going to be there. You feel good about Baron Sorrell's, Travandre Sweat, and the rotation at D-tackle's good. But, you know, Alfred Collins comes with that special tag. He's got that little extra that, that is a game-changer well, kind of thing. He's got
1: physical dimensions you cannot teach. Yes, the long God arms, the big body. And teach. if the, the
0: lights come on or the motor's cranking, that guy can change the game. Uh, that guy can become, you know, we talk about finishing, you know, not just pressures but sacks. Yep. Not just sacks but turnovers. Uh, you know, not just close to turnovers but actually taking the ball away. Uh, Alfred Collins can help you do that.
1: I totally agree with you. Here is the uh, report. Shout out to uh, friends over at horns Four Seven for this particular one. Um, uh, when asked who was the best defender on the day, the answer was Alfred Collins. Yeah. Yeah. They uh, started w- w- uh, with you know the, the at least the source here said started with Byron Murphy, Tavandre Sweat would sub in to replace Ethan Burke to match personnel, but did say that Alfred Collins may have had maybe the best defender on the day overall.
0: Yeah, played inside and outside when they needed him to be uh, you know as an outside shade, and the other you mentioned the other name that I heard and read a lot about was Ethan Burke. Yeah. Ethan Burke, uh, you know the former lacrosse player at Westlake, who's you know six foot seven. But uh, football IQ is something Sarkis <laughs> talked about with Ethan Burke and, and, you know, a guy that can really get after the quarterback. Because that's really the biggest question on the Texas defense for me is I, th- I think they're deep <laughs> at safety. I think they've got the, you know, they're really good up the middle. Like you talk about, Rod the central nervous system of their defense, tackle, linebacker, and, and safeties. I think they're solid there. They're looking for a corner opposite Ryan Watts. <laughs> but, man, I think if if you tell me this team's going to have a pass rush and be able to finish quarterback sacks this year, uh, with guys like Ethan Burke, Alfred Collins, Baron Sorrell, with Byron Murphy in the push in the middle, this this defense can go from good to really good to maybe even great.
1: Yeah, um, they had 27 sacks. I believe PK, when he spoke to the media, said they missed 13 sacks. So, you, you know, you're trying to cash in on maybe half of those that you missed last season. Um, that could end up being some game-changing plays. He said that they had uh, they had 14 uh, takeaways last season. And I believe he said they missed out on 20-plus uh, opportunities to get other takeaways for different reasons. I don't know how they calculated. But either way, it does it does show you that there's a lot of room for improvement for the defense. And they were a good defense last year. Uh, But we talked about the the splash plays, the havoc plays. You need more guys going to create havoc plays. That are your attacks for loss, your sacks, your forced fumbles, your interceptions, your PBUs. Jalen Catalan is one of those guys who can take that next step. I saw a video, a clip of him getting an interception, um in one of their practices so that's a guy you gotta count on to be a playmaker you need more playmakers on defense not just Jalen Ford uh and hopefully Alfred Collins can be one of those guys he's taking that next step uh and one of the other uh, reports that I thought were really interesting is you know about the defense forcing turnovers overall uh there was a forced fumble um, shout out, I think it's Liana LaFowle was the one that forced the fumble against Jatavion Sanders. So that's a good report. The two interceptions, because uh, uh, Malik Murphy threw an interception. Uh, Quinn Ewers, I believe, threw an interception. Even though you don't want your quarterbacks to be throwing interceptions, both of those, I think Quinn Ewers, they say also threw two touchdowns, had a good day. Uh, but there was an interception, so it shows you the, the the defense. They're starting to be a little bit more opportunistic and make plays you got to be a, t- a defense that's able to take the football away. That's another step Texas can take. They only had 14 last year. I mean, that's that's a pretty low number for, sure. for a, a really good defense like Texas. Uh, considering they were top 10 in pressures, those pressures are supposed to be either converted into sacks or they're supposed to be converted into more takeaways because it forces the – the opposing quarterback, to make mistakes under duress. And it's not, it, for some reason, something's lost right there in translation for Texas. Not, they're not converting those pressures, even though they were second in the country, But uh, pro football focus says, behind, I believe, it's Clemson. They're not converting those into sacks because they were second to last among the top ten in pressures in sacks, and they're not converting those into takeaways because they were, they had 14 takeaways who so at the bottom of the Big 12 also in takeaways. So, that's, so that's, the, that's what they're trying to rectify uh, and, defensively.
0: And for folks who don't have the insider access, I also saw where Xavier Worthy didn't participate. He might be dealing with something minor, but they're probably precautionary with x Man. Nah, we don't and need that, to
1: see anything from x Man. And there was a <laughs>
0: report from uh, Anwar Richardson over Orange Bloods that Jordan Whittington may have left the game uh with, with some type something with his arm. And I'm sure we'll get more from Sark on any injuries that, that have happened so far. Sark will be available this afternoon. We didn't hear from Sark after the scrimmage. The Longhorns will practice again this afternoon and then Sark will uh, meet the media. So we'll have more on any injuries with Sark today and that we'll be talking about tomorrow morning. But didn't look like X Man did much.
1: Um, but it's it, good. You got a deep wide receiver room. You need to see those young guys yeah. anyway. You've already seen X Men, but
0: but also the reports that Isaiah Nair had a great 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 scrimmage. Did Isaiah Nair is another potentially
1: guy that you can really rely on at the receiver position. Her Jonte Cook, yeah, once again <laughs> uh, making plays and uh, had a touchdown. So it looks it looks like the wide receiver room and and hope Jay Witt is okay cuz yeah. J Witt was a was a great weapon when he was durable and able to stay healthy last season but the beauty of it is you got a lot of insurance plans and contingency plans at wide receiver you you got a lot of versatile weapons now at wide receiver so an injury hopefully doesn't last long to any wide receiver it won't descend well, on an X-Man. It won't, yeah. it won't completely like, decimate well, the UFC that's why they've loaded up.
0: And, all, yeah. and back to the Arch Manning thing you asked about, the reports where Arch Manning looked good decisive, but also had like a 50- 50 50, or 60-yard run.
1: 50-plus. I've heard different reports that say 55, 50-plus-yard 50 run, whatever. Long
0: run where he, he's Long faster run. than you think, that Arch Manning was not tracked down by anybody and Arch Manning's he the some, fastest
1: of the quarterbacks,
0: right? Maybe, now? Oh, I think he probably would be because Malik Murphy's not fast. He's big.
1: He's big, but he ain't fast.
0: Arch is uh, remember. Arch's a basketball player. So Arch good is good athlete.
1: He's the most athletic of the quarterbacks. Looks is that we're saying?
0: Looks to be. Wow. So yeah, that's, that's the
1: first time a Manning's been able to claim that I imagine. Well,
0: we'll hear from Sark as we said this <laughs> afternoon. We'll also hear from Sark. Also had a media availability on Friday, so before the scrimmage, we'll leave, we'll have some of that coming up throughout the morning uh, with the rods rants and behind the burn orange curtain. But scrimmage one in the books. I like the way you put that. This was a show me what you got scrimmage, and then the next one ahead of because uh, you know we're 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 19 days, so you really have two more weeks of camp, and then it's going to be game week. Yeah, you and got to yeah, get
1: depth chart next scrimmage, and then you'll start. Yeah, then you start game planning
0: because school will start too and you still got to play school so have got to go to <laughs> class right that'll that'll pick up as uh, aisd and some other school districts go back to school today <laughs> around the high schools area and uh, uh throughout the uh the prep schools but uh, yeah the, the college kids will also be going back to school as well really? so i saw a lot of pictures of friends of mine whose kids are going off to college and they're mm-hmm. dropping them gotta off for the em. first one and yeah
1: drop them off with all that the stuff. Big weekend. Move so, in.
0: Best of luck to all those youngsters out there starting uh, a school year or college or high school or middle school, wherever you're going. All right, we'll pick this up uh, as we move forward. Also, some E and Rod B facts of the morning. Get you that Wander Franco story as well. Astros, Rangers in a pennant race. There's a lot going on on a Monday, and we are glad you are with us on E and Rod B on uh, the Horn App, hornfm.com, 1019 a.m. 1260. We're rolling right back.
1: Reach and search, and never stop.
0: Aaron Hogan, Rod Babers, Austin's All Sports Leader, The Horn. Monday, Monday on the Horn. Ian Rod be with you. Time for just the facts from the weekend. Some facts you maybe didn't know, including we have an eyewitness account from our man Ty Henderson through the glass rod that uh, a a Cooper Uh-oh. a Cooper Manning sighting. Oh yeah, in town to see the scrimmage and uh, watch. Uh, his son, Arch, perform.
1: He's looking good, too, man. It's clean.
0: You, where did we see Cooper Manning there? I, I saw him at uh, Don's Depot. Nice! They're on 6th Street, 5th Street. <laughs> he, was a, he was out pretty late, I'll say that. There you go, Cooper. Good to have you in town. Mm-hmm. That's a good thing. Yeah,
1: he's clean. He was, he was decked out. Some yeah. burnt orange stuff. I saw a picture of him online. Online. He, yeah, he's representing me. He's proud to be uh, in the Lonehorn family. Like that.
0: Yeah, proud to be in the Longhorn family, no doubt. And uh, Horns did have that scrimmage. We'll have more on that coming up here from Steve Sarkeesian as well. Ahead of that scrimmage uh, so far with a couple of weeks of training camp in the books. Back more with the Cowboys as well. Talked about Deuce Vaughn and DeMar gunn overshone, But do you have a, a good stat from the weekend, Rod, to uh, to whet our appetites?
1: Uh, I got a stat. It's, it's kind of related from the weekend, actually, yeah, because still, I was doing some research over the— Colin Simmons' commitment. Yes. Because, um, you know, i doing a deep dive about how many of those um, NFL prospects have been from the DFW area. hmm So uh, I gave the stat that since 2020, you've had uh, 50 prospects drafted from the DFW area. And I wondered how many other metroplexes or major mega metroplexes in the country would have a number close to or better than that, um, I found one. One. And it makes sense. The only mega-metroplex football mecca in America that is better than DFW is Atlanta, and it makes sense because that's why part of Georgia is back-to-back. <laughs> back yeah, it's you know, I mean, good. Yeah, they, they, they've had 61, 61 in that same time span. Isn't that crazy? Sixty-one. That's fifteen well, per year that the see that that Greater Atlanta area has had drafted since twenty twenty. Fifteen. 50. That's crazy. Oh, Sixty-one. Man. So I I was trying to figure, and I I thought Miami would be up there. Miami is at Miami's Miami's at fourth. So they're behind L. A. But if you go if you go per capita, it's a little bit different. But even per capita, hell, Atlanta is still probably the best bang for your buck right now. If you're a recruiter and you're you're trying to hit as many uh, schools and big-time prospects and see as many as you can in a short time span, Atlanta's the best – Atlanta and DFW, that's one and two. Well, you wonder sure.
0: if uh, – Colin Simmons is where you're doing that research on. Of course, the five-star pass rusher from Duncanville who committed to Texas last week. The t- question on the recruiting trail this week is – Will there be a couple other five-stars following him now? We talked about Arch Manning last year and the Pied Piper effect of his commitment. Colin Simmons has already been talked that the five-star corner Kobe Black out of Waco. He also maybe wanted to join join Colin Simmons in Texas. And there's a kid named Brandon Baker who's a five-star offensive tackle from California. Modern Day High School is a name to watch as well, Rod. So that's not facts yet. Those are just rumors. Yeah. But also, and just for facts, I got this for you. You see that uh, the ACC voted no. Over the weekend or into the weekend on Friday, they were two votes shy of inviting Stanford and Cal to join the conference. That's been much discussed in the ACC. Of course, ACC is trying to, to find a way to create more revenue. Wow. Stanford and Cal are on the in the pack four now, the four remaining, and uh, they know they're in trouble. Well, they voted no. Two Two votes for no. Uh, and apparently a lot of reports, Rod, that it's getting very acrimonious between the— and it, I think it has been, but it's continuing to get oh, yeah. worse between the presidents of the ACC because they're just not on the same page. No. Uh, they are not aligned. S- S-
1: somebody's leaving the ACC. Well, and Florida State right now, they look like they're the most disgruntled.
0: I look forward to seeing how they're going to do that legally, but at the same time, I think you're, they'd leave if they could. I mean, mm-hmm. this is this is a problem for the ACC. So that got voted down. Meanwhile, the the halves I saw were the Big Ten. This is a fact, Rod. Big Ten in talks to host their, starting in 2024, to have their Big Ten championship game in Las Vegas. Now that that they've added USC, UCLA starting in 24.
1: I love how Vegas now is is the place where all the sports leagues and conferences were they want to be. And at one point, it was, you know, persona non grata. Nobody would have anything to do with Vegas. And now, oh yeah, everybody loves Vegas. Every pro team, every pro league wants to have a team in Vegas.
0: Big Ten now has added the West Coast flank. Yeah. So now they're thinking, hey, why don't we play our – how about Ohio State-USC for the championship in Vegas?
1: And they got more and more players getting busted for gambling. <laughs> oh, man.
0: Also, one other fact, Rod, the uh, Texas basketball team got a big commitment over the weekend. And we talked to Jerry Hamilton, our our insider from Inside Texas, on Changed Friday the after the Colin Simmons decision. He said, keep an eye on South Carolina, the state of South Carolina. And his, uh, his keep an eye on came to fruition when uh, Rodney Terry and the Longhorn basketball team – Got a commitment from five-star shooting guard Cam Scott on Friday. Five-star shooting guard. Uh, He's out of South Carolina. Big-time player. Uh, This is another big Mm -hmm. one. This is for the class of 2024. Rodney Terry has pretty much built his roster for this year's team. But this is one of those future picks. Cam Scott, the name. Props to Rodney Terry and the staff. They're recruiting at a very high level.
1: Can I give you another little factoid from the weekend?
0: Just the facts, Rod.
1: Remember that Jim Harbaugh four-game suspension? Yes. (laughs) He got out of it. Out of it? Jim Harbaugh's four-game suspension from the NCAA still needed to go through the committee on infractions to be finalized, uh, but they thought that was just going to be a formality; it wouldn't be a big deal. Well, Dan Wetzel reported uh, this weekend um, shares that the agreement had been in place between the NCAA and Jim Harbaugh has has broken down. That agreement broke down somehow. Pete Thamel adds that the negotiated resolution was not approved by the committee on infractions, and that the next steps are uncertain including Harbaugh's availability to start 2023 season. And then it was reported that Harbaugh will actually coach the games for now. Like he's right now on hold. Yeah. Temporary the, pause. The, the suspension is on hold for now. And we don't know exactly what's going to happen. And for the time being, they're assuming until something else comes down that he's going to coach all the games and start the season coaching.
0: All right, one other note yeah. on the way to the top of the hour. That's good stuff on Jim Harbaugh. Wander Franco, young star in Major League Baseball, Tampa Bay Rays, 22-year-old star, who has recently signed an 11-year, $182 million deal with the club. 11-year? Yeah. The the organization confirms that they are looking into social media posts, and they're doing their due diligence. Mm-hmm. Those social media posts indicate that Wander Franco, this is speculative, this isn't a fact, this is going to be looked into, so let's not convict anybody of anything. But the social media posts allege that Wander Franco may have been engaged in a relationship with a 14-year-old female.
1: Hold on, these are posts or DMs? These... They're
0: pictures. Pictures. Ooh. Pictures from the Insta. Ooh. They have not been confirmed, so Ooh. do not confirm that. But Wander Franco, if that's Ooh. accurate, that's going to be a problem. Mm. That's going to be a problem. Yeah, that's... But the club says they're looking into it. He did not play yesterday. Mm. Took that's... a day off. Wander Franco, keep an eye on that story. 14-year-old female. We'll be back.